Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Natasha Koo to the show. And before I bring her on, I want to let you know a little bit more about her. And also, just so you know, she is calling in from Switzerland. That's right, I said Switzerland. So we recently had someone from France recently, and now just a hop, skip, and a jump, we've got someone from Switzerland. So I'm so excited to be expanding our network here with the podcast all over the world. So let me tell you a little bit about Natasha. She is the founder of Feminine Space Women's Tribe Leader. As an ex-perfectionist, people pleaser, and conflict avoider, Natasha has overcome low confidence, shame, guilt, and stress in her life by respecting, loving, and caring for herself. This renewed relationship to herself through connection and presence with her body, emotions, heart, and wisdom has led her to discover her healing and intuitive talents. She lives to empower women to love themselves first and to start saying yes to themselves instead of to everything and everyone else first. So welcome, Natasha, to the show. Thanks for having me. So happy to be here. Yes, and I'm so excited. Like I said, I'm just, like, so thrilled to have people calling in from all over the world. It's just so exciting to be expanding this network of like-minded people who want to get out of their own freaking damn way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. with or that I really questioned and always got into my own way was when I didn't understand something fully and didn't know the reasons why, I I just didn't get it, yet it was happening, then I would hold myself back and I would try. I'm a perfectionist, right? So, Uh oh my goodness, then I would like want to get down to every single detail and figure out why it's happening and to understand everything. So I guess... Mm -hmm. Behind it all, it's more of a control freak tendency, and I think any perfectionism behind that is always to do, you know, the desire with control. But for me, that all that, all these patterns broke down at the beginning of last year, 2015 in January, when I realized that I really had a knack for healing. So this is all woo-woo, but, you know, I could really feel where the energy is blocked in the body, you know, any past injuries, what it meant, any, you know, emotions tied to what was going on. And I realized that I had the talent. And it was such a strong feeling. I remember I was teaching yoga to, it was a pilot class, and she always, this client of mine, she always had this sore or um, hurting left shoulder. And one time I just hmm. said, hey, I, I have this knack, right? At that time I had no clue what I was even doing, but I have this knack, and why, why don't we just give it a try and see what's there? And so I did, and so I put my hand on her shoulder, and afterwards my, I, I follow my hands because they know where to go. And they were right above kind of her chest, her heart area. So I was like, okay, what's there? I don't know. I'm just going to follow my intuition. And when I was hovering above her chest, this 
pain just shot up my arm, like physical pain, and I was just like, whoa, what was that? And I looked at her and I said, is something happening in your personal life? And she said, uh-huh, just broke up with my boyfriend. And that's when I realized, okay, I feel people deeply, it's real. And my mind, through this whole process, and as it went on for a few months, was the whole time trying to understand what was happening, but my life and everything I know and this intuitive calling within me, that was already happening. And so uh-huh. I I finally had to let go of getting it, of understanding, of knowing what's going to happen and knowing why. And that was when I guess life really, really pushed me, like, this is happening, just forget it, just go with it. This is for you, this is your talent, this is your nature, and the mind will never fully comprehend, and that's fine. So I really had to make peace with that, and then my, the perfectionism uh, or perfectionist in me totally didn't like it, nor did the control freak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they didn't, yes. <laughs> oh, so yeah. that sounds, I mean, that sounds amazing, because I, I think a lot of us, um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, go ahead and out myself. I am a recovering perfectionist and control freak as well. Um, A lot of people in my tribe tend to be that way too. Um, Kind of that whole good girl syndrome and the people please. And so like everything in your bio, I'm like, yes, I totally relate Mm. to all of that. And there's this interesting thing that in order to live our purpose and to uh, fulfill our dreams, we have got to reconcile that part of ourselves with that intuitive part. So I I love that you're kind of like this living, breathing example and that it's also kind of a a relatively new thing for you because it's, oh, my gosh, it can take a long time to get to the point where you understand that there's these two conflicting sides of yourself and to be able to figure out how to let go of one piece in order to be able to express yourself more fully. So that that's really awesome. I agree. And it's and it just grows on you. Sometimes all you need is that one moment where you just can't deny it anymore and you can't keep on living the same patterns. It just doesn't work. And you've pretty much proven to yourself that it no longer works. So it's hard to, you know, go back to that old tendency and habit when you know with this new experience and realization that you you are going to be kidding yourself (laughs) and you Uh know that, you know, there's a deep, you know, wisdom or intuition or this voice inside of you that just knows. And no matter how much, you know, my mind wants to fight or I I think the mind is such an interesting thing because it's like a little, I don't know, I don't want to, you know, put down little puppies, but you throw out at something and it just runs around with it and it goes up and down and to the left (laughs) and right and it just rip it to pieces and then find something else and get, you know, (laughs) it's it's quite, it's quite, it's quite something too. (laughs) I think any baby, right, any, whether it's human or animal, is um, exhausting. I, that's been my experience, too. And it can be a good exhausting, but, yes, I agree, where you're just like, oh, my gosh, can I please sit down and rest? Do I have to keep doing this? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. So so it sounds like you had kind of this, this experience where you were able to really tap into your intuition and some amazing things opened up. Um, and, and it's such... It's 
it's an interesting thing because you're it sounds like you're still trying to kind of figure out like what the heck is happening here unless you already have you know like have you come to a point where you oh gosh I was about to say do you have more control over it that's the wrong word to say if you have more um um ability to recognize how to tap into that intuitive sense to be able to help mm-hmm. people Mm-hmm. Definitely. So at the beginning, I guess when you, whenever you, you discover a new layer of yourself or a new mm-hmm. part of yourself that, you know, before perhaps you did not recognize, but now you do and you see it and you feel it and you're actually experiencing through this, you know, new path or way of life, it, it changed a lot. And only the beginning was this, you know, this trust in what was happening. To the point where I thought, am I hallucinating? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I and I just needed to have a few more experiences, almost to build up a case for myself that no, this is real. Start believing mm-hmm. in it and start believing in yourself because it wasn't just something that was just happening. That was a part of me. That's me, and so it's a part of you know feeling. Okay, this is happening again and again now. Okay. And that's me. So I slowly had to accept that, and the mind definitely um, got into the way. But over time, as I realized that this is something I can use, like, for example, with healing and energy, it's something I can manipulate, it's something I can help people with, something that I can, you know, use and um, to heal my clients with or to help them along in their life and their journey. So as I began to explore further what was there, that gave me even more trust. And I started not only to appreciate and accept what was happening, but to enjoy it and to really kind of embrace that part of me and let it integrate further and further into my life and take up even a bigger part, a bigger role, so that I can do what I do today, right? So I Uh think... What I really struggled with, and I'm a Capricorn, so I want things quick. I want things clear. <laughs> I I want things, you know, direct and, you know, right there in front of me. And I think the, although the mind didn't give me the conclusions that I wanted or all the resolution and nice understanding, over time that experience and living it, that gave me a feeling inside that it's okay, that it's here for a reason, that it's a part of me. And it's very deep, actually. It's very deep, very profoundly a part of me. And that was the convincing that I needed. And over time, the mind did catch up. Okay, a little bit slow, but it did catch up. And now I'm able to, you know, describe what I do and to articulate through words. They're all symbols anyways. But at that moment, I think in the very beginning, just not enough conscious experience mm-hmm. in what was happening that I couldn't articulate and my mind couldn't catch up with what was there. So I think step by step by step, it all kind of came together. And now it's as if, you know, every single part of me understands it, gets it, and now it's a part of me now. You know, that, no denying it anymore. <laughs> well, wonderful. I, I love that. And I, I'm like... Notice kind of the process that you're talking about, and it's one um, that's very similar to what I see as well happening, not only in my personal life, but as I work with my own clients and students. And that's the, like, when something first happens, you're just like, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, what, like you said, am I hallucinating? Am I crazy? What in the world just happened? And it's 
that questioning because we are, um, I think we are so conditioned to question ourselves and, and, and rather than question others. And, and like you were talking about, um, with the work that you do as far as helping you to say yes to you rather than to everyone and, and everything else, um, I think that we tend to question ourselves before we question others too. And so that first step is realizing like when you have that questioning of yourself, look a little deeper and go, wait a minute, let's see if I can duplicate this. Let's see if we can have this again. Um, and then like you said, that trust builds up. So and one of the things I teach about trust is, like, the more consistent that you can be with, you know, and that's how you build trust, right, is, is through consistent action, predictable action, uh, which sounds boring, but, oh, my gosh, it's not. When you learn to trust yourself, holy crap, like, the, the everything opens up to you when you learn that. So I love that when, like, you just were like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this and, 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 and experience it, like you said, to know if it's real. So... Um, good for you for recognizing that there might be something more to hallucinations there. <laughs> <laughs> well, much, much more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, it could be very, um, I think it can be troubling sometimes, too, when people don't take the time to understand what might be happening with them. And I feel like no matter the change that is happening, and I know that right now so many people I know are going through transformations, there is so mm-hmm. much happening right now and at such a quick pace. But I feel that, at least for myself, you know, in, in the bio that you you you, you um, already described of me, all these past people-pleasing and, you know, really trying to avoid conflicts or confrontation or even saying what it is that I want to someone else, all of this was being lifted out in the past. But it, I call it like the self-love muscle. Like if we really, really want mm-hmm. to commit to a change or we want to step out from some kind of maybe self-sabotaging pattern, we got to flex it. And this flexing is not mentally in our head going, oh, that situation, I did it again. Hmm, what should I have done? Hmm, and then you think about it all night in your bed and, and as you try to sleep. But this flexing of this self-love muscle is actually in action, you know? Like in that moment when you have that situation again and you kind of inside know, okay, I'm going to go down that old path again. And it's going to mm-hmm. feel like this afterwards. You know, you know. But in that moment, you know, it's like you're on this edge can you allow yourself to go the other way? You know, just give it a try. And if the other way works for you now and it's even better, okay, maybe it's a bit scary, maybe it's new, but if you try, and then maybe in another situation it feels less scary now and then you flex it again, then it's there and it gets stronger and stronger and I really got to say it's through action. It, I I think that I really have to make the decisions to start working with clients, to start living out this talent or whatever you want to call it, um, in action. If I just imagine mm-hmm. it in my head, oh, what could I do with some people? And <laughs> I, I, I would not be here right now. <laughs> yes, and that, that's a good point, too, is really is once you kind of have the evidence, right, we have so much proof that we collect that things won't work or can't work, but as we're collecting proof that things do work and can work, then it's not just a matter of going, okay, 
well, that's really good, and I could do all these other things with people. You actually have to put some action behind it um, because otherwise, you're, like you said, you're just going to pretty much live in your imagination, and that's mm-hmm. a whole different level of things not working the way that you want mm-hmm. them to. Good point. <laughs> Absolutely. So I know, you know, I'd love to explore a little bit more about the um, the control freak and the perfectionism aspect just because I know that is such a hot topic. Right now you also said self-sabotage, and I, I'm um, doing a, a self-sabotage detox in my community. So, like, that's a really hot topic um, that I see happening. And I would love to hear your thoughts about um, – just about like what that looks like or what that looks like for you or your clients and, and how you may have helped others shift through that too. Mm-hmm. I can start off with, I guess, my biggest realization personally of self-sabotage. If you are self-sabotaging yourself, most likely it takes some time for you to realize that it's even happening because to be honest, it's, it's everywhere. It seems like everyone is doing it. So when you make a mistake, you go, oh, that was stupid, or oh, how, how come I just did that? That was dumb. Or that's like a really, really small scale. But the, all these words that we're repeating to ourselves, oh, my goodness, is, is a form of self-hypnosis. And sometimes it's so deeply rooted that if we set a goal, it ends up, actually bringing us down and always um, not letting us go to the finish line, pretty much. So something happens mm-hmm. or, you know, we, we do something that makes us almost get there, but then we kind of slide back again. And for me, when I really, really felt that this has to change was when I was with my husband and this was, the, <laughs> it all comes together so nicely. Um, at the time when I could not articulate what I wanted, and of course I didn't feel that I was worthy enough to actually tell someone else, you know, what it is that I need. I was at a hair salon, and um, <laughs> we were diagnosing my hair for why my perm was getting a bit <laughs> flat. And um, the hairdresser said, oh, yeah, it's your shampoo. You need this. And of course he laid out this, like, glitzy, shiny, salon-grade, you know, products for curly hair. I'm like, oh, no, that's not what I want. And I actually tagged along with my husband to the um, salon that day. And I was trying to telepathically communicate to my husband, great relationship, right, that um, (laughs) I don't want it. (laughs) And I was doing this little funny dance and eye wiggle and everything you can imagine, but without saying the words out loud. And so I went home really freaking out inside thinking, oh, I I hope he doesn't get it for me because never would I ever want to spend so much money on my hair. And he comes home with what the hairdresser recommended, and I felt this surge of anger within me towards my husband. Poor guy came home ready to surprise (laughs) me, and there was his wife just, like, raging on him. And, (laughs) And afterwards... I thought, like, oh, I'm so angry he didn't get me, and how dare he give me something that's, you know, so valuable. It wasn't really. But afterwards, when it really clicked was when I was texting him and I was demanding, how much was it? And then at some point I wrote, I'll pay for it. I won't let you do that for me. And I went, enter, click, send. And I thought, 
what the heck? What yeah. am I doing? And I finally realized then that, oh, I'm trying to actually punish myself because I think something bad happened because something nice is happening to me. But, you know, poor husband, I already punished him for, you know, treating me nicely. But in this case, I want to take it further and actually punish myself and pay for it, even though he already has. And I just, mm-hmm. something, some alarm in my head just went off and told me this is this is off track. Something has gone so wrong. This is all over a few bottles of shampoo, and you are acting <laughs> like a mad, 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 mad woman. And that was a moment when I had to realize that okay, what is happening? And I have to say that with my clients, I do a lot of releasing and also mindfulness because if we're going to be exhibiting some kind of past pattern, it's best when we in the moment realize that it's happening so that we can change that course, right? So in that moment, it was to the point where it's so bad that, oh, okay, hello, mindfulness <laughs> kicked in, and uh, I, I really had to do something about it. So with mindfulness and with, I think now, the approach that I take, this was, you know, many years ago where I was, I guess, in quite a bad place. But now, when I work with clients, not only do I talk about mindfulness a lot and how it integrates into our life, but also how emotions are a really clear signal of what's going on inside, especially with the thoughts that we have. And I guess in that moment, it was so bad that that thought and the action I was taking actually was staring back at me in this capital um, glowing red sign that something was wrong. So if we can catch ourselves, you know, through observing and being more aware of what's happening and really actually being here and allowing ourselves to feel the emotions that are here and all the, I guess, guidance that's behind our emotions, then that that's the way. You can, you can stop the cycle. And our body and our emotions are always talking to us and trying to you know, let us know and trying not to let us go to the point where I was screaming at my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we've all had that experience that, um, yeah, that thought pattern is very, very common among women. (laughs) When we expect other people to just know what we're thinking and um, it rarely, rarely works out well when we (laughs) expect others to read our minds and, and know exactly what we want. Even though we might have a really good connection with that person, like your husband, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. but, uh, but it's amazing that, you know, we still do it. Um, it's kind of like this ingrained thing in us, but I think you're absolutely right. If you can kind of learn that that might be going on, first being aware that it's a possibility that it might be happening and then to really catch it in the moment. And I find that that can be tricky, but it, it can be done. It certainly can mm-hmm. be done where we can start to recognize what what is happening. But it's it's those funny moments, um, I, I think. They can be funny, and, in the, in, you know, once you're away from them a little bit, have a little distance from them. Um, in hindsight. <laughs> yes, absolutely right. So sometimes in the moment, like you said, your poor husband is like, what is going on here? <laughs> No, and I mean, that's the best thing. If you, you know, if you are, you know, really close to your parents or you have a partner or whoever is close in your life, that really shows. 
I think whatever is happening inside of me always, always shows up in my relationships. It's such a strong mirror. It is. It absolutely is. Um, a strive. Relationships are a very strong mirror for what's going on, even though we don't always see it right there in the moment. Um, but yeah, it's, if we can kind of take a look if, and, and really the trick is that mindfulness practice, I think, is really being present in the moment and being able to take in like, you're like, well, my husband usually doesn't have that look on his face, so I might have just done or said something that provoked that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, wait, I'm just take a step back and, <laughs> and just imagine, right? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with the with the little nice, um, what do you call it? Like gift wrap in his hands. Like, I mean, he he has a present in his hand for God's sake. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's that's it's funny. It's it's sad and it's funny at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I totally get it. So I love all of that advice. I think it's really important. Um, I love that you tied in the emotions and the thoughts. So I do a lot of mind body work as well, and it's mm-hmm. it's so important. I think to take a look at what our emotions are trying to tell us because they are just signals. Um, right there, you know, letting you know when something isn't right or when something needs to change or that, you know, maybe it's time to just slow down or take a break or move directions or, you know, something. But, you know, and and the thoughts, too, are a huge clue to that um, as far as, like, what kind of thoughts that we have coming up um, in our in our minds when a situation is going on because, you know, and to go back to your situation, like your husband was doing something nice for you and he was probably mm-hmm. thinking, oh, my gosh, I love my wife so much. I'm going to buy her this expensive shampoo and da, 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 da. And then you're like, oh, my God, he's horrible. How how dare he do that? You know, it's like such a disconnect. And, you know, it's, it's nice when you, like you said, in hindsight, go back and kind of like compare notes to that. But mm-hmm. it's um it's really important to be able to take a step back and see where you're at, but also to see where other people are at in reaction mm-hmm. to what's going on, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds funny. me. That reminds me very much because just from retelling the story, I I really feel that we both get a sense of, like, the really strong anger or rage or sadness, all the emotions that were alive in that moment. And mm-hmm. I want to say that, Whenever we find ourselves in this state of urgency, like I was so urgent. He had to go to work right away afterwards, but I was urgently texting him and <laughs> like oh, yeah. mad, mad wife, you know, sending five texts in a minute. Um, <laughs> but I, I really felt that urgency, like it felt so important to resolve it, or not just resolve it, but to say what I wanted in that moment. I was so filled with those emotions. And mm-hmm. at the same time, at that in that state, I was so sure that I was right. In no way did I even want to understand his point of view mm-hmm. or what he thought or what was truly going on. I was just 110% sure that this is, I'm right. So I'm going to tell him until he gets it and he calls me back. And that, I, I think that, that is the sure sign that, you're in a state of mind where you're actually overtaken by your mood 
and how you're seeing reality is not how it is. But a lot of times, that's when we think we got to do something about it because there's that itch. There's that really, really strong itch to, to resolve it now, to solve it now, to say what you want, which is so, 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 so true right now. But that, those are actually the moments where we should take a step back yeah. and pause <laughs> yeah. and know that that's not the time to confront your loved one or to make that life-changing decision. And I think that can be a trap. It's actually an illusion. I feel, you know, when I talk with you now, it really is an illusion. That was just the state that I was in and that I was feeling. That was not reality at all. It absolutely, absolutely is, and and it's vital to be able to take a look at your emotions. And and you know, I think it's important for us to acknowledge our emotions and to allow allow them to process. But you're right. When we act out of anger, when we act out of frustration, when we act out of overwhelm, then the results we get are based on that energy because, you know, we're going into it with that energy. And I, I love that you said that. It's actually a really good reminder um, for me. Um, I, I tend to not do or say things when I'm in the heat of an emotion just mm-hmm. because I know <laughs> I've learned mm-hmm. the hard mm-hmm. way like we all have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going mm-hmm. through a situation right now where I'm really glad I didn't send this email before I hopped on the phone Ooh. with you because – uh, it gives me a minute to pause and, and really reflect on what I want to say um, and, and not be in a, like, you know, frustrated, angry, you've done me wrong kind of place. So yeah. um, that's really, yeah, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome because I'm just looking back at that situation and, and, you know, clearly we both see what actually happened. But in that time I had, like, these frames or these glasses on that were like burning red and mm-hmm. <laughs> in flames. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's it's true. We can get so wrapped up in it where it feels like that is the only thing that I can handle right now. I have to resolve yeah. it before I can do anything else. And yeah. you're right, the truth is that we really just need to kind of take a pause and realize what that is teaching us. What what is the lesson yeah. here? It's the lesson to say something I might regret to someone I really love and to break down our trust maybe a little bit or <laughs> should mm-hmm. I, you know, like kind of take a pause, reflect on like the whole situation, what it is I'm feeling, why I might be feeling that, what thoughts are going through my mind and also mm-hmm. maybe see that person's point of view a little bit and then we can talk about it when we're in a calmer state of mind. Yeah, Absolutely. Because I find that emotions, it, they have become the villain. And I'm so sorry to say that. Mm-hmm. They, oh my goodness, they're such a big part of my life now. And also for my clients, it's, it's almost like it can be a safe place where maybe in the past it wasn't. It was a place where, you know, it was uncontrolled and it was just all mm-hmm. anger or hurt or whatever it may be. But I want to make them the superstars again (laughs) Uh because, you know, they really are teaching us in each moment what we need and what's going on. Like if Uh you're in a dangerous situation or if you're doing something to yourself, like in this case, I'm self-sabotaging myself, then my emotions are there so clearly to, to show me that, to let me know that. And now I am so grateful that, um, I can feel, I, I, I honestly feel like emotions are that like 
human blessings. <laughs> yeah. Human. Oh, I love that. Emotion, mm-hmm. I'm writing it down. Emotions are a human blessing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I don't know. If, absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Natasha. We are just about out of time, and I want to make sure that People know how to get in touch with you if they would like to learn more about what you do and the wonderful gifts that you have to offer. So can you share how people can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can join my free Facebook group and just hang out, and you can always tag me if you got a question, and that's at FeminineTribe.com. And if you want to, um, I also got a podcast of my own. It's called Feminine Space Podcast. Or if you want to work with me or just find out more about my work, that's at femininespace.com. And that's also the place where um, not only can you contact me there, but you can also join the free 21-day self-love challenge and journey. So if any of this really resonated with you and you're like, all right, no more shampoo moments for me, it's time, (laughs) then I really (laughs) encourage you to get on that challenge because I'm there and, you know, both Kraylin and I, like, we all know this pattern. We've been there, and the resources are there, right? That's why you and I exist, and that's why we're doing the work that we do. So just reach out to Mm -hmm. me or reach out to you, and we're here. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Natasha, for being a guest on the show and sharing all these wonderful nuggets about the mind-body emotion connection. So thank you so much. Thank you. Such a pleasure, and I'm I'm just really happy to spread what I've experienced and all the bad experiences along <laughs> with it. Wonderful. <laughs> Yay. And, and all the way from Switzerland, Nola. So wonderful. We, we appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of people who are sharing their stories of how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. And get even more great tips on how to get out of your own damn way by taking Creelan's free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.